everyone. Welcome to the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is Dr. Liz Quo, the Chief Medical Officer at Everly Health. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you, Jared. I'm so excited to have you on. You and I had the opportunity to meet in person at uh, HLTH in Vegas uh, last last year. And uh, yeah, we're, we're keeping it rolling by having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a great uh, conference and I'm really excited to continue the conversation. Absolutely. Let's, let's dive right into it, right? We keep these uh, episodes pretty short and sweet. So let's... Sure. I am, I've been a serial entrepreneur focused on a few digital health companies in the past. We sold them to private equity firms. And uh, most recently, I was at Anthem Elevance uh, Insurance Company as their deputy chief clinical officer. Got very excited about how to make affordable and accessible, not only testing, but all sorts of healthcare devices, remote patient monitoring, and other things. And uh, we recently joined Everly to really help scale not only the reimbursement model, so looking at tests in the home, but also how do we look at predictive, preventative, and ultimately prescriptive types of testing, so test to treat, which is what I get very excited about. And so I remember you were we ran into you and you said, like, you know, what you do and what Everly does, um, piggybacking off of that, can you t- talk us through some of the tests that Everly Health currently has today? Um, and then maybe some, any new ones that you want to announce? Absolutely. Uh, we do a lot of wellness tests, things such as food allergies, food sensitivities, helping people understand instead of trying to figure out what uh, they have to eliminate in their diet slowly by taking journals. It's basically to test uh, to help them understand what they could eliminate. It's also things such as cholesterol, diabetes. Uh, we do heart health. Uh, and also, uh, we're really excited about several of the STIs, so sexually transmitted illnesses that uh, people have not been testing as much during the pandemic. And we offer all of these through the convenience and comfort of someone's home. So they can order it online, get it shipped to them, and then they could put it back in the mail after they do the testing. And they can get the results within a couple of days. And then we can also follow up with physician consults. So people can ask all sorts of questions, which is baked into the cost of the test. Why does at-home testing, you know, make perfect sense, right? I feel like the last couple of years, people taking any type of at-home test, right, mainly the, the COVID test, it really created a, a sense of, well, at-home testing makes a ton of sense. But I'd love to hear from, you know, the, the chief medical officer of, of a company like Everly Health, you know, why, through your lens, why does at-home testing make perfect sense? Absolutely. So we have known that during the pandemic, people are not testing as well. They're not doing screenings or preventions. There's a decrease in uh, mammograms and colonoscopies. But our home tests, for example, our FIT test, which is a way to screen for colon cancer, is just as good. Uh, We know that there's no substitute for regular seeing healthcare providers in person, but at-home tests is highly accurate. It's uh, as we think about this from a general basic lab test, about 70% of diagnostic, uh, any kind of diagnostic um, results come from lab testing, not just imaging. But um, specifically when we're talking about that, we know that these tests have been offered by doctors and hospitals for decades. And a lot of these studies that we've looked at prove that we are able to do um, home testing because it's a, it's a great technology that has been offered by multiple players. Uh, I also think during the pandemic, a lot of people are a lot more comfortable with online virtual care visits, just as we went from uh, in-person banking to now online banking. 
Same thing is happening across all of our uh, healthcare industry. Remote patient monitoring and home testing has become widely adopted. Now, how can we continue to make better use of at-home testing? A really good question. I mean, many of uh, people that we see don't always have health insurance or are underinsured. And so those that come in sometimes will pay out of pocket. Um, there's also a lot of rural communities that otherwise wouldn't have access to transportation or to get to a hospital or a lab. Um, so we want to help these patients. Um, we also see a lot of need, um, as you're asking about how to get more um, adoption, I think one thing that we're doing is working on reimbursement. So having not only employers pay for annual wellness visits through our system, um, but also making sure that those that uh, are interested in taking it can be reimbursed for their tests. And a lot of people can't see specialists, for example, let's say a gastroenterologist for their abdominal pain or things. And so if they do our testing, sometimes they realize they don't need to see, um, they don't need to wait three or four months for someone. They can actually find out what foods they're sensitive to and eliminate those from their diets. How does your background coming from the, the payer space, right? Also, you spent some time there, uh, help with what you're doing today. Oh, uh, I feel like it's, I've been very lucky to find this company and to join at the stage that it is. I love the stage where I feel like we have enough scope and we know that we have a wide reach. Um, at the same time, I also love the journey of new discoveries and looking at new tests and where can we improve the healthcare journey, especially from testing to treating, as we mentioned, getting people the right medication once they are positive or have a certain diagnosis for a certain disease. Um, it's also chronic care management. I like the idea of moving in, into that direction. So as a background, uh, of as, as a physician, as a entrepreneur, as someone who's run my own companies, I'm seeing the healthcare landscape. And um, also, I think the triad on top of the entrepreneurship and a provider is understanding the technology. So looking at data and analytics and thinking through how can we predict what's the next phase of a patient's journey. Uh, for example, if they come in looking at fertility tests, but we read through all their symptoms and we find out that they may need to do a thyroid test. Actually, they sound like they have low thyroid because they have weight gain and hair loss and lethargy. So being able to tie all of these things together is really exciting. And I feel like it's a huge value add. One of the things I really wanted to ask you uh, once we knew you were coming on the podcast was, you know, I, I see you know, you're going to be speaking at the uh, Vive, Vive, which, whatever you want to call it, right? You're going to be speaking there. Seeing, you know, an at-home uh, testing company speaking at these digital health events made me start thinking, you know, what what other areas of healthcare make sense to pair with at-home testing? So what are some of the things that are some of the areas of healthcare you think make perfect sense to pair with at-home testing? Oh, that's a good question. I, I'd like to answer in three different ways. One is which healthcare priorities and where can digital deliver? Uh, the second is specifically looking at which uh, technologies you can pair. And then the third would even be, how do you push it forward with different kinds of stakeholders? So the first, as we mentioned, a lot of the pairing and the way that we're thinking about it, um, I see it as, for example, the ability for us to do kind of ownership of healthcare data all in one place, transport costs ecosystem. So what we do at Everly is we get the test, but you can share it with your PCP. And we're looking at integrating with EMR, so personal healthcare records secured by the consumer, by the patient, and interoperable. 
Another thing is like personalized care and really thinking about analytics driven AI enabled tools. That's something I get really excited about to deliver personalized healthcare recommendations, as we mentioned earlier with the patient coming in with fertility and thinking through other tests that they should be getting. There's also this seamless and efficient end-to-end -end journey. So think of something that's intuitive. You get our package, it's really easy to use. It's really easy to do uh, something called a Lancet. You drop a few drops of blood and you're done. You don't have to wait in line, wait in a stale lab. Um, take forever, you get your results. If you have questions, you set up an appointment to talk to the doctor. It's very interoperable, but also accessible and easy for consumer touch points. A lot of other areas uh, that I think are greater access to choice of healthcare products, right? So you can see a suite of services that we have and affordable and transparent costs. So that's the first part of the healthcare priorities that I think. The second thing you mentioned, which I think is really interesting is how do you pair? So the areas that we compare, for example, are the Internet of Things, as we know, or AR, VR, genomics, precision medicine. So a few examples of those. Uh, Internet of Things, so remote patient monitoring, we're seeing a lot of watches. I sit on a board that does uh, blood pressure monitoring called QuantiSense, in addition to pulse socks and everything that was FDA approved. So you can see a virtual care consult where someone actually can measure their vital signs immediately while they come in with all the lab tests. So pairing those together. Genomics is a really interesting space where you can have someone test to see if they are, which migraine medication they should be going on based on their DNA, figuring out um, whereas areas where precision genomics, so it's called pharmacogenomics. So we do now can do home testing with our tests and basically tell someone if they should be taking X or Y drugs and which ones would be more, more effective. There's also AR, VR, so alternate, like alternative reality, all these different kinds of ways of um, looking at virtual reality and um, artificial, especially as we're thinking about this way of putting on goggles with mental health, pairing that with uh, precision genomics and figuring out where someone may have a proclivity to mental health. Um, all these different really great areas of wearables and even voice biomarkers. I think there's a lot of space where Alexa and the Googles can really help people diagnose. Uh, the last thing you did mention, and I'll just say about the healthcare value drivers. So these are the stakeholders. And I think with stakeholders, if you really wanna push these types of innovations, I call it the five Ps. Um, and I'm putting together a book called Digital MD and it includes that, which is uh, providers, patients, payers, pioneers, which is innovators like us, and then policy and government. So making sure that everyone across the stakeholder landscape understands your value and the outcomes that you're driving and the quality of care, and then ultimately to get everyone on board. Please keep us posted on the on the book. We'll, we'll share it with our audience, let them know uh, all about it, by the way. What's what's next for, for you and, and for Everly Health that you're really excited about, that you can share? Absolutely. Oh, it's very exciting. We are very much looking into supporting certain populations for what they need. So for example, um, Medicaid, there's a lot of difficulty with engaging with patients and getting them to um, be excited about doing home testing uh, because they also don't have access. So we really think we can try to target that demographic. Um, we're also looking at um, Medicare and getting people excited about um, something called STARS and HEDIS. So it's basically the Medicare Advantage folks who need to do annual screenings and going after that, that area. Um, we're looking at all sorts of innovative ways. Right now, the companies, as you know, with the digital health landscape and the economy, there's, there are a few companies that are, um, 
I think they're valued less than they were about a year ago. And so we're looking at acquisition targets and thinking through where we could potentially buy IP, build it out, use our platform and our ability to scale with various types of companies. Um, and then ultimately we're thinking through the ecosystem, the healthcare outcomes landscape, uh, making sure that as we talked about earlier, we're integrated with provider workflows, uh, patients can understand how they use our uh, tests, making making it easy, simple. From the payer side, driving the best possible outcomes within their constraints. Um, even working with some payer care management teams, which I used to run, and having their teams uh, work with us on getting people engaged and uh, people that they can't always drive to health, um, changing their behaviors and being healthier. Um, and then also working with policy and government to try to build out more understanding and validations of home testing so that we can improve our ability to screen. As we mentioned, a lot of people have delayed their colonoscopies. And so we have an alternative for that, that we'd really like to share with the rest of the country. Well, as always, thank you so much for, for joining me here today. I can't wait to already have you on again and to, uh, to run into you at the, the conference in, in Nashville. Uh, quickly approaching. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me, Jared. Thank you.